You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 081. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 81. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, my love. Hey, beautiful bride of mine. Oh, my gosh. Sweet bride of mine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You guys, we're all cranky right now because <laughs> we just accidentally... Why We've done this a handful of Several times. Several times, God yeah. damn it. Who's the fucking producer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's me. Always double record. Always double record. So we just recorded 17 minutes of this podcast, and it was basically just my mic was turned on and not Mr. Smith. <laughs> we even did like a full-blown mic test and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here we go again. <laughs> Take two, go. So welcome to the Joy Junkie <laughs> Show. And um, <clears throat> we're so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm trying to remember like what I have said and what I have not said. It doesn't matter. We'll say what's important. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So welcome to the show. We're so grateful to have you here. And uh, wanted to let you know that we're switching up the format just a bit and I'm not necessarily going to do stuff that is like life and uh, romantic love necessarily. So the reason being is I have found that a lot of my work is really applicable to many, many different types of relationships, whether it's with siblings or other parts of your family or your work, uh, colleagues, um, and your your intimate partnerships. So I wanted to, I didn't want to deter people who might be able to apply some really useful relationship tools and tips Absolutely. by, you know, kind of saying this is for people in a committed relationship. So you're, you might start seeing that uh, fluctuate a little bit in our format. And uh, so today we, we have an awesome topic for you and it is going to be what the hell to do when somebody is pissed at you. Somebody's pissed. Uh oh. Ooh, somebody pissed at you. Uh-oh. So uh this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. This is actually a listener submission. And if you aren't aware, you can actually go to my website, which is thejoyjunkie.com. And if you click on the podcast, there's actually a way for you to submit uh, a topic that you would like covered. And we get those all the time. We really appreciate yeah. them. It's oh, great. Yeah. It's really great for me because then I know what you guys want to cover and what you want to talk about and or want talked about. Also, if you if you're up for it, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com/tellme, all one word, tell me. Uh, there is a little message for you, a little video thank you for you, as well as a little survey to find out what your biggest struggles are, what That's you cool. want, yeah, what you want to accomplish. But it's also kind of a little. A video message saying thank you and how much I appreciate this yeah. community. I watched that. I thought it was uh, very. Um, I thought it was amazing. Aww. Just amazing how this is something that you were meant to do. 
I got all choked up. Yeah. I did. I got like, (laughs) oh my God, I got to stop. I'm going to start crying. Like really crying. Um, Cute. So yeah. Anyway, just check it out. But we have a submission for our new segment that we've been doing. So before we... Another segment. Yeah. So before we jump into our main topic for the day, which is, you know, what to do when someone's pissed at you, we've got to do a... Would you rather? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so homemade. <laughs> That's so we're a class act here at the Joy Junkie That's Show. That's right. It's not the Tonight Show. Come on. You're right. You're right. It's the Joy Junkie Show. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we like. All right. It. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So so we had a listener submission for a Would You Rather, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to kind of dig into that and it's a it's a little bit it's not necessarily a real would you rather how we do it it's it's asking for advice a little bit yeah it's it's, yeah so she says hey amy i have a would you rather question for you that i'm currently dealing with i am a runner and my foot is injured which is most likely a bone spur and my doctor has told me that i need to give up my really pretty high heels that i wear regular regularly to work and out and about for some orthopedic shoes Dun, dun, dun. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really, really want my foot to get better, but the thought of these ugly shoes that I have to wear every day makes me so sad. So the question is, if you were in a situation like mine, would you rather give up the sport you love and keep your shoes or wear ugly shoes and keep the sport? Well, I have to first start by giving my professional opinion, being in the field, uh, <laughs> of getting a second opinion. I really think uh, you can have the best of both worlds here. You have to just be careful. Um, if it's a, if it truly is a bone spur, then there's options, and I won't go into those here. But yeah, um, <laughs> you're adorable. I think you know it's the type of shoe that you wear. So you can still wear high heels, but you can't wear stilettos. Make sure that that heel is either the chunky one or they're further underneath your heel, not on the back end of your heel, you know, like towards the arch more. Because I've spent years trying to get women out of heels, but, you know, they make you feel sexy. They make you feel confident and they look hot. Let's just face it. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute right now. (laughs) So so I've given up that plight. It's not going to happen. Right, right. So just wear shoes that are reasonable. Right. You know, you don't have to wear hooker boots in order to be sexy. Right? And then you can still do your sport. Right. Yeah. That's my anyway. So if but if if it was one or the other, I would much rather have my health. Yeah. And wear orthopedic shoes. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, what uh, when you're 90, are you going to want say, ah, I was able to wear high heels until I was 90? Or do you want to say, I had my health until I was 90? You know? Yeah, that's a fucking toss-up for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, this is this pod is t- turning into an orthopod. Orthopod. Nice. <laughs> nice. A little fist bump. A little yeah. fist bump right there. I cracked myself up. Oh, my God. All right. So that's my... I'll, I'm off my soapbox. Well, and you can also wear shoes, like platforms that the the ball of the foot is built up so that the arch is not so dramatic that's true yeah but i also think 
you know, here's the deal. Like, this doesn't have to be permanent. Like, you don't have to wear orthopedic shoes for the rest of your life. You just heal your foot. Yeah. And then you train yourself to get back into heels. In fact, one of our good friends actually just did this, where she had to have surgery on her foot. And she's notorious for wearing gigantic, like, six-inch platform, like, huge Louboutins. And... um and it was like devastating for her. But she knew if I am going to ever get back to that, I have to do my rehabilitation. I have to. So so I think personally, you could have it all. And that's not really how Would You Rather works. But, um, <laughs> but you know, you can clearly tell she wants some advice, yeah. right? I'm reading between the lines. Uh, can you imagine if I was like, I'd rather have this. Next. Next. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not that kind of coach. No, you're definitely not. So, uh, yeah, I think you can actually have all of it. I think it's a matter of what's most important right now. Because I'm I'm in a similar situation where I have to really watch what I do in my in my workouts and fitness because my knee my knees are ailing. Sure. And I love me some high heels, and I can definitely ta- tell that my like I need to start declining on that that heel a little bit right. oh man that makes, <laughs> makes me feel so sad um but but i started getting really clear like i need to i need to really work on these knees i really so, yeah. really need to work on these knees yeah so health first girl health first yeah it really is about health first and also i think i don't think you even have to make a choice i think it's just about what's most important right now at the moment yeah yeah sure. and rehabilitate take care of yourself you know so yeah, but in my case, yeah, I would agree with Mr. Smith. I would pick. Uh, for me, being physically active and keeping my sport is very, very important to me. And I had a situation, too, where that I had to wear shoes kind of like that to heal from a surgery that I had. And I just worked around it because I knew I really, really wanted the ability to wear heels later. And I later. had to take care right. of my legs then. So I just got like these huge palazzo pants that went over my shoes and then I kind of could didn't even have to look at the shoes. <laughs> and it was it was kind of perfect. Um so anyway, good luck with that one girl and uh, it it might be in service of you too to uh to get a second opinion like Mr. Smith said. All right, so let's look at what the hell to do when someone is pissed off at you, right? So this one's a, a tricky one to navigate sometimes because this is never fun. This is never like, yay, I caused a lot of controversy in my relationships and somebody's furious at me. And it can be it can be kind of a challenging uh, endeavor. And so this was another listener submission. So I'm going to read to you what she wrote. I recently got in a huge fight with my older sister someone I have never been in a fight with, and we usually just agree to disagree. I had just recently started listening to all of your pods and was implementing a lot of your tools. And Well, one day she decided to pick a fight out of nowhere about me personally and my, quote, issues, which I politely disagreed and asked her to leave it alone. I wasn't in the place to fight. Good job using your tools, girl. Right. Okay, fist pump. And this set her off even more, and she continued to pick at me, saying really hurtful things, which then escalated to her screaming obscenities in my face. We haven't spoken in about a month now, and we used to talk every day, and I don't know how to go about handling a situation of someone attacking me and then feeling like I have to be the one to fix their mistake. Any advice? Well, from... 
her story, it sounds like her sister might have been taking something else out on her. It could be. It could totally know. be. It abs- Yeah, and we, we don't know that. Yeah. Um, but... Yes, I have some fucking advice for you. Yeah, you I think? Abs- I absolutely I do. I bet you you were like chomping at the bit. I was like, one. oh, I got a lot to say about this <laughs> oh, one. Oh, no, you did. Oh, okay. So, yeah, absolutely. And plus, I've been extremely hormonal lately and <laughs> <laughs> fit to so, be tied. I'm ready to fight. So, so I'm ready to tackle this issue. Yeah, I'm ready to tackle poor Mr. Smith. Like, I'm fine. This little I'm ant flow this, this month ant has flow. beaten him over the head. <laughs> So at least I'm aware. At least I'm aware that I'm cranky. One of my friends calls it salty. My friend Kira, she calls it salty. And I love that. I'm like, I'm feeling a little salty right now. Yeah, that works. No, I'm okay. I'm coming out of it. But yeah, I definitely have some stuff to say about this. So, you know, and and this can be really challenging. And one of the one of the key things I think that she says is is that she feels responsible to rectify it. Mm. So that's one of the major elements that I think we need to dismantle here. So I've got about five things, five ways to address this sort of an issue. Get out your pencils. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing is give yourself the permission to hurt. Give yourself the permission to feel what you feel. I think for many of us, we quickly go into solve it mode. How do I not feel hurt? How do I not feel angry? How do mm-hmm. I not feel pain? I need to like clean this up right now so I can stop what I'm feeling. Right. Instead of allowing yourself that expanse to just feel the kind of the repercussions of this encounter. And... Um, and I also really believe that when we give ourselves the freedom to really feel our emotions, we're far more resilient. We For actually sure. process them and then we're able to come out the other side yeah. instead of running running all around the obstacle and not dealing with it at all. For sure. So I you would clear say, your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I do a lot because I am like I'm such a little firecracker. It is, you know, and I get so wound up physically in my body. You know, if I'm angry at somebody or I feel wronged or I feel saddened, I have to work it out usually physically, um, which could be a benefit for you. Yeah, actually, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> He's like, uh, are you mad at anybody? Guys? <laughs> you need to take it out. Uh, no. So uh, for me, that usually is uh, fitness related. Like I really enjoy uh, some like high high cardio. Like I try to do something physically to channel that energy mm-hmm. because a lot of times what will happen is it becomes this massive mind loop. So if you are really sad, give yourself the freedom to cry. You know, if it's not you know coming right away, a lot of times I'll put I'll you know watch a sad show and allow myself to just bawl my eyes out and have that cathartic emotional release Mm, um if i'm really angry and worked up again cardio works really really well for me but what i'm saying is whatever you need to do feel it don't try to run from it don't immediately go to problem solving just give yourself that little bit of time the second thing to do and to look at is to ask yourself the question is there any merit to why they are pissed at me And this is where you really start to untangle what is my responsibility and what is not my responsibility. Right. Because most of us were raised that if somebody, whether it's societal conditioning, your family, whatever, we're raised that if somebody's mad at us, we want to fix it. 
And usually yeah. that means apologizing at all costs, even if you're not even if you're not in the wrong. Sure. And and in doing so, we sacrifice a lot of who we are. And as you know, that is not the topic of this pot. Of a joy junkie style. <laughs> that is not how we do it over here. So where you need to look is is there anything that you would do differently? <clears throat> is there anything that you need to clean up? We're were you the wife or the husband that you wanted to be? Were you the sister that you wanted to be? Is there any merit to their uh, um, to why they're disgruntled or why they're upset with you? Is there anything you could have done better? Now, you know, you brought up a really great point that she, it, it sounds to me, like just on the outside looking in, it sounds to me that this shit is about the sister. Like she's threatened by by her somehow she had a shit day right it seems like it's about her it's not really about our listener right, right. yeah um, that's but, the feeling i get from it but we don't know that and we don't know the depth of d- the dynamics and all of those things so what i would say to this particular listener is look back and are there anything is there anything behavioral or ways that you've expressed yourself or shared information with your sister that you're not you're not at peace with that you're like you know what i could have been kinder um i probably shouldn't have said it like this or in the past i've said a lot of stuff that i've never cleaned up i Mm -hmm. I probably should clean that up um i've had i've had a very similar situation with a huge blowout with a family member and i meant every word i said but I had enveloped the whole thing in a package and a delivery that was really, really rude and acrimonious and not the woman that I wanted to be. Hmm. So I went and clean, cleaned it up and I said, you know what, that was really, really unfair of me to speak it that way, to to come at you that way. I do still feel very strongly about the topics that we discussed. But that's no way for me to be heard. It's no way for me to express sure. myself. And that's one of the growing pains, I think, you were talking about with uh, with personal and self-growth. And, you know, one other thing that kind of comes up for me, and I don't know if this is the case or not, but I know it's happened for me, where I feel like, yeah, I'm growing as a person. I'm using these tools and I'm starting to develop myself. And you almost get this like condescending tone to mm. your voice when you use them. Like you're more evolved than they are, right? you know? And so maybe it came across that way where you're like, I'm using these new tools and it put them on the offensive. Yeah. We, we talked about that a little bit last week. It's like when self-help goes bad, (laughs) right? Right. Right. The elitist Mm -hmm. uh, self-help attitude. Yes. And, um, and I, I think that's far less common, but that's, that's a really, really great point. Um, so here's, here's what I really want you to look at when you, look at is there any merit with why they're upset with me be very clear that it is something that is not just something they don't like about an intrinsic quality about of who you are so like let's say you know you have tons of tattoos and you're really expressive creatively and Mm -hmm. they find that that's a real strong problem for them that's not a character flaw that's not something you need to fix like for instance, jealousy, uh, uh, being overly controlling, where your behavior is adversely affecting somebody else's quality of life. Those are the things that, you, you know, if it's a character flaw, 
then it's like, okay, no, I do need to own that. So are they are they complaining about something like that? Or are they just picking at you for something that's actually every bit your right to take a stand in? Right. Um, so that's where you need to look and, and really untangle that. Is there anything for me to clean up? Um, the third the third piece, and this is a little bit kind of what you were talking about, um, is consider consider the source. So sometimes we get, you know, in in opposition with people who are really really close with us, and then sometimes people are pissed at us and they're like a coworker and we they're not that close in our inner circle. Mm. So for me personally, I have somewhat of a hierarchy, and the closer you are to me the more important it is to me if you're upset with me, right? So versus like if you're angry with me, babe, that I energetically – Carries a lot heavier. Yeah, Yeah. I'm willing to give that way more merit than if it's some random person that I've never met commenting on a blog post. (laughs) Right, right, of course. Right? So it's important to really, really consider the source. In the same regard, is that somebody who – who deserves to stay in your inner circle because that's another one of the major growing pains when you start really working on yourself is sometimes you look around and see that some of these friendships that you've had or these historical connections whether it's you know a sibling you've always been close to you are actually growing apart and Mm -hmm. you're really just attached to the history you're not really attached to them really building you up and, and being of a really great um, benefit to you in your life at this point. So you're saying cut ties? No, no, no. I'm not necessarily saying cut it all together. I'm just saying watch your associations. Mm. Like if you have – like because see, sometimes you'll grow. Like let's say you have two siblings, and this maybe this is not her case at all. Let's say you have two siblings who – uh, you always kind of commiserated together. You colluded. You always talk shit on people. And then one person starts growing. Mm. And they start developing. And then you start noticing that, God, my sister or my brother, they're always talking shit on people. I don't want to operate that way anymore. And so you start taking a stand for it. And they get pissed at you. Right. And they make you wrong. Been. Yeah. Right. And, then, and so then you kind of have to make that decision of, I, am I going to cut them out of my life? No. But... It might be something that I have to be much stronger about a boundary. Like, if you're going to talk that much shit, I don't want to be around it, you know, and politely excuse yourself. Or you just choose to not... start a new game. Hang out. How do we talk nice about this person? Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I do find that sometimes we're really attached based off of history, based off of, well, we've been friends for 20 years. Right. But that's the same... It's like... Well, we've been married for 20 years, but he fucking beats me. It's like sometimes it's not about the history or about how long you've been together. It's about at this point in your life, is this a healthy relationship for you to be so closely entangled with? Right. So that might be something that, that this person needs to look at. You know, at this stage in the game... Is my, you know, I always say, speak your truth into ears that can hear you. If if this is no longer somebody who can hear your truth and support you and champion you and love the person that you are, then it might be time to get new friends, even yeah. if that's a sibling, you know? And, and it doesn't have to be a knock, knock down, drag out fight. Sometimes it's just not being as available, you know, declining invites, you know? Um, sure. 
So, you know, that may or may not be your case at all. But I'm just saying that's a place to start looking and just kind of exploring. Like, is this is this a close friendship that I, I really, really want to preserve in the same way it's always been? You know, or do we need to make some changes as a, as a friendship? Um, hmm. Okay. Okay. Number four, take some time to process. So all of these things that I just mentioned take time, right? So if you just jump onto trying to fix it and, you know, that is going to most likely bite you in the ass. So give yourself that that expanse and that freedom to take your time. So we all process a little bit differently. Some people need, like you're great, babe. Like you process a lot internally. You yeah. you have to mull it over in your mind for a while. And that's how you process. Yeah. So for me, I usually have to, to say it out loud to like four different people. And that's my method of healing. I heal very audibly. So... I have a great group of friends and and colleagues that I'm so fortunate to have. So I'll run it by them, a lot of them, usually you, you know, and I'll I'll just give voice yeah. to the struggle, um, and that's really healing for me. So that's different than giving yourself the space to feel what you feel. Like that's kind of, you know, the step one, mm-hmm. and then going into the taking time to process. That's really examining this issue the way you operate, the way you process hardship. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then finally, number five is where you actually take action. That is handling it. You have to fucking handle it in a way that brings you peace. Mm -hmm. So this can be a lot of different things. So for instance, let's say you... You mull it over and you kind of look at the situation and you go, you know what? It was really wrong of me to have said this, knowing that that was triggering for her or that was rude of me to say this. So what do you do? You go and you clean it up. You apologize for just that. You don't apologize for who you are. You don't apologize for what, you know, your affinities, what you like, what you dislike, your religious beliefs, your political, whatever. You don't apologize for who you are. You apologize for behavior that was unbefitting of you. Okay? Yep. So, um, I need to write that down really quick. (laughs) That was good. Um, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that was a good one, Amy. Yeah. Um, so that, so if you need to clean it up, you go and you clean up the mess. Sometimes there's nothing for you to do except release it, and that's your action. Right. And that can be challenging. Um, and it's, in its essence, it's a choice. So, for instance, if you look at a situation where somebody's really upset with you, you go back through. Like, let's say I'm this gal. You go back through and you go, you know what? No, I am totally proud of the person I was. I would not do anything differently. I'm proud of how I articulated myself. I'm proud of how I stood up for myself. Um, I'm proud of my delivery. Um, I have nothing to clean up. So I here's what I choose to do. I choose to release this. So you can do this a ton of different ways. There's cool things like... Um, you know, there's awesome paper that you can burn and it like evaporates yeah, into the yeah. air. You know, you could do something symbolic like that if you wanted. Um, for me, it's it's usually just a choice. Like, okay, I choose to let this go and I'm done. There's nothing more for me to do. I have handled myself in the way in which I'm proud and I dismiss it. 
and and then I follow that up with conditioning of the mind so if I find my mind starting to slip back into that I go stop stop you have dismissed this right. stop stop cancel cancel you have dismissed this you are no longer focusing on this this is there's no more room allowed for this in your spirit and that's you know dil- I mean then that's what I fucking do for a living right. you know so if you want to learn how to do that shit like come to me <laughs> I'll teach you how to do it um, I do work one-on-one with people, by the way. Oh, yeah. I have oh, yeah. A, a very extensive um, 12-step program. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, but it's like it's a 12-week uh, guided one-on-one coaching Hi, my name's system. Ken. I'm a joy junkie. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ken. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Smith. Um, but yeah, I mean... Uh, the podcast is very much like a sprinkling or a peppering of what I do very deeply sure. in my work. Yeah, it gets a Where lot we more get extensive. to the root of this. Like, mm-hmm. why are you so attached to what other people think? Why are you so invested in how you're received? And how do we untangle that? How do we rewire that? Also, that, I that's think, what we do. I think what your, um, your expertise also does is like this listener that submitted this. It gives a better understanding of why that person might be reacting the way they are. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking that it's you or something that you did, what's going on with that person that might have got them into that place? Right. Right? So it gives you a better understanding of once you're calm and collected and uh, more um, aware of what's happening within you, you start to be able to understand what's happening in other people more. That's you, a big thing that comes out of your coaching huge. for sure. And then you can operate from a place of compassion yeah. instead of judgment. Right. And that's huge. Right. So like for me personally, when I see people who are in really rough situations or they're really rude to me or whatever, a lot of times I'm like really curious. Like, wow, what, how did they come to that How'd place they get to that point? instead yeah. of judgment? Right. Um, or, in, or reaching their level with them. Right. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a, just a total rewiring. So I, it, you can go to my site. If you click on work with me, you can find out everything about how that works. And if you're, if you're really clear about it, I have a way where we can uh, get on the phone and we can just see, is this a match? Is this program a match for you? So always, uh, well, I'm not always accepting new clients, but I, um, if that page is up, then, <laughs> then, you then are. most likely I, I have availability. Um, although that is getting slim as we get into the new year. Um, okay. So handle it. Number five, handle it. And, um, a lot of times, you know, the reason why I said handle it in a way that brings you peace, sometimes you need to go say something to that person about how wrong do you feel just to give voice to that from your perspective. So it might not be. I'm going to go give voice to that. I'm going to go give voice to how much this hurt me because I think that's going to really change our relationship. But because I need to do that for me. Right. To feel peaceful. Yeah, you don't want to walk in uh, to a peace treaty pointy fingers. Right. You know, you want to say something like, boy, that got out of hand, didn't it? Man, it's been too long. We should be talking by now. You know, right. something that kind of like offers a peace pipe. <laughs> if, if... That's what you want to do. If that, if it's a relationship you want to... You want to save and you yeah. want to get back into that conversation. Sure. But I think what's really, really important here is if you are in that situation where you look back and you realize that you did handle yourself the way you are proud, okay. you do not walk into that with a bunch of apologies. Sure. 
Sure. That's what you do not do. But a, a, a saying uh, that got out of hand isn't an apology. No. Yeah. You're you know right. what I mean? You're right. You can you can make peace offerings without being an apology. An apology. Right. Yeah. And it, and it also depends on do you want to save it? You know, like. Um, it's her sister, so I assume that she's going to want to save it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. people are estranged from each other for sure. you know for evs yeah. over shit like this. So right. I I just always say like if worst came to worst. Like, let's say she got in an accident or she passed away or something. Would you be at peace with, with whatever you have or had not said? Right. That always gets people really clear about, you know what? No, I need to say to her, that really hurt my feelings. Right. I really feel like you came at me and I did not do anything wrong. Right. And Absolutely. she might get even more furious. Oh, well. But you've, that's the part of you standing up for you. You've stood up for you, exactly. And it also might be what you need to handle it. It might be what you need to have closure to say, okay, I did what I could do. Yeah. You know? And sometimes that's that's the biggest, uh, bravest thing you can do is go back to somebody and say, I feel really wronged by you. I don't feel like I was, I did anything wrong. So if I, I would love to hear from you where you think I could have done something better. There you go. And then you can evaluate, is that something that works for your spirit or not? Because if yeah. they're like, well, what I really need for you to do is be a born again Christian like me, or what I really need you to do is join my, you know, political affiliation. And it's a totally in stark contrast to your beliefs and who you are. Then it's like, okay, well. I understand that's how you feel, but I'm going to decline in service of me. Sure. Stop being so white. Me? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> oh. things that you have no control over. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be a little less Irish. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So hopefully that helps. Um, I think the biggest piece, like when I saw her comment, was feeling that feeling of guilt. Yeah. Being cloaked in guilt like it's somehow hers to make peace mm-hmm. so you have to run through this little formula and look at is there anything to clean up and for christ's sake don't try to clean up somebody else's mess if it's their mess that is not that is not for you to take on and one of my favorite things that that i have adopted as a personal mantra is i refuse to be motivated by guilt that's good i refuse so if somebody tries to inflict guilt on me um or anything i'm like oh not motivated by guilt won't be doing that yeah and it works amazingly i'm motivated by fulfillment and happiness (laughs) and kindness like it you know like that will motivate me not guilt not fear so hopefully that was helpful for you guys that's very Um, helpful yeah you can always swing by uh the joy junkie and you'll see there's tons of freebies that you can sign up for and uh be a part of the lovely community and yeah let us hear from you oh yeah yeah Excuse me, we've mentioned this for a couple of weeks, but you now have the ability, if you're listening to this on a podcast app um, that is from iTunes or anything iOS related, you can just click on the image and when it gives you the show notes on the back of the image, you should be able to see a link to this exact podcast. You can come and tell us what your biggest takeaway was, what your thoughts are, what your answer is to would you rather. We would love, love, love to hear from you. those are always great. And that seems like <laughs> seems like we're getting more because you know finally it's easier to connect yes. via a podcast app. That's so true. So let us hear from you, please. It means so much to us. I can't tell you. And um, I think that's it. Anything else? No. Any final words? That was great coverage. Oh, Good cool. job. Cool. 
All right. Love you guys so much. Have an amazing New Year's. Please be safe. Hey, yes. We won't be driving. We'll no. be having lots of whiskey, but we'll but be But even here. if you aren't driving, still be a defensive driver. There's plenty of people out there that aren't responsible. So we're such parents right now. <laughs> we love you guys. We, we love the junkies. We love our listeners. Yes, we, love, we do. Yeah. So be safe and celebrate a brand new chapter that we're about to enter. And we will see you on the flip side. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, expensive driver. There's plenty of people out there that aren't responsible. So we're such parents right now. <laughs> we love you guys. We, we love the junkies. We love our listeners. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. So be safe and celebrate a brand new chapter that we're about to enter. And we will see you on the flip side. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, expensive driver. There's plenty of people out there that aren't responsible. So we're such parents right now. <laughs> we love you guys. We, we love the junkies. We love our listeners. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. So be safe and celebrate a brand new chapter that we're about to enter. And we will see you on the flip side. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out till 2015. Yeah.